Welcome everyone and you're listening to Punchline, the show that brings you poetry and perspective for the young and the young at heart. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet. Now let's get started. To write or not to write, that is today's question. Calling all writers, this is a special treat for you and your writing futures. Whether fiction, mystery, comic strips, movie scripts, or poetry, I've got something for you in this special episode with another amazing featured guest. There's a term thrown around in the world of writing that I've never fully understood. Emerging writer. To emerge as a writer, or anything else for that matter, you must emerge from one thing into an entirely different something else. That is, you must move from one state of being or existence to another. As a writer, that only happens through practice. I like to define writer as someone who writes, not someone who is published for their writing per se. Let me explain that a little bit. A writer is someone who writes regularly and consistently, someone who engages in the process. If you give yourself to that process, if you do the work, if you write regularly and consistently, then you are not emerging as a writer. You are already engaged. You are already a practicing writer. What it takes to go from emerging to quote unquote emerged is a shift of perception followed by consistent action. It's like being a couch potato, becoming a couch surfer, and eventually transforming into a couch creator. You're dealing with couches in one way or another the whole time. It's just that you've swapped the bowl of potato chips for a laptop or your favorite notebook and pen. Sometimes it really is just that simple. You go from the idea of writing, one potato, two potato, crunch, crunch, on the couch, that is, thinking about writing, quote unquote, one of these days, to actually signing up for that fiction class, poetry workshop, or writing retreat. You take in the inspiration, knowledge, and motivation you get from that, and then finally sit down in the chair or upright on the couch, chips back in the sealed bag and locked away in the cabinet every day for the next year or 10 and write something, anything. For the record, I write at my desk every single day. Without the chips though, most times. But hey, as long as you're writing consistently and you're capable of multitasking, crunch away. Emergence means sticking with the practice long enough until you've experienced a sense of improvement, growth, and even transformation. Sometimes this takes minutes, sometimes years. Emergence is also about taking time to connect with you, getting to know your creative side and true intentions, and exploring the hidden layers of yourself that call out to be expressed. The timing for when we emerge, or when the writing emerges from within us, is a highly personal one, and ultimately a decision that we shouldn't put off until some nebulous future moment. Not if we sincerely want to write. In other words, stop thinking and just start writing. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking that subscribe button right now. Punchline is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful continuous support. And be sure to follow us up on all of our streaming platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Overcast, and everywhere else that we are. Now, back to the show. On that note, I'd like to introduce to you my lovely new guest who is a young, passionate writer and change maker. 
Ibala Turkar Salon is a junior in high school from Seattle, Washington in the United States. She is a writer and the founder of Publish Youth, an online service dedicated to connecting youth writers to competitions, publications, advice, and so much more. Other than her love for writing, she is also extremely passionate about entrepreneurship, advocating for social change, fundraising, and economics. She is also a published writer internationally, a Netflix enthusiast, and a sister to her energetic younger brother. Now let's bring her onto the show. Hi, Ivala. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. It's pretty sunny outside, so that's really nice. That's good. Um, I guess let's get started with the interview. So, what has the pandemic been like for you living in Seattle, Washington? I mean, obviously it's been really different from normal life, I'm sure for everybody. Um, here, me and my family are mainly at home since like March, <laughs> so it's been a really long time, almost half a year. Um, but Seattle and just Washington in general is so beautiful. There's so much nature. There's like hikes, trails, beaches, like everything like that. So we've been going out into like the middle of nowhere to oh. <laughs> just go to the beach. <laughs> like no one's there. It's totally like not crowded at all. And that's been really nice. But in general, other than that, it obviously has been really difficult for the communities here. So we're just trying to essentially like support our community in the best way that we can. Um, and just hoping that this will be over soon, that there will be a vaccine. And yeah. Definitely. I agree with that too. I mean, here in Toronto, there's still some stuff to do. Like you can go to lunch um, and eat and dine at a patio or like, you know, nature walks and stuff like that. So I've been going outside a lot, but definitely that vaccine, everybody's hoping for it at some point. Um, yeah. Now, moving on to the organization that you started, you are the founder of Publish Youth. Can you explain to my audience what your online service is and how they can get involved? Yeah, so Publish Youth connects youth writers to competition and publication opportunities, along with just advice articles and interviews with published authors, other really talented youth and even publications and competitions themselves, just to get more information on how best uh, you all can submit. So it's super easy to get involved. It's completely free. All you have to go do is go to publishyouth.com. And then from there, you can choose your age group. We have from the elementary level all the way to the college level. And once you choose your age group, you can filter by uh, the closest deadline for all the opportunities on there. Um, by the opportunity type, so publication or competition, and then also writing types. So we have like poetry, playwriting, fiction, nonfiction, prose, screenplay. So hopefully there's something for everyone. Um, we launched in August, like the very beginning of August, and the response has just been incredible. Um, people have been giving us really, really good feedback. The growth has been so great, and we just hope that we've been able to actually benefit a lot of youth writers. And we're honestly just really excited for the future. That's amazing. I definitely appreciate the work that you're doing to help out young writers. And I mean, my entire audience is majority Gen Z, so elementary to college level students, perfect. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of writers out there in my audience who would definitely want to check out your website and your Instagram page. So about writing, 
What do you think is the most unethical practice in the publishing industry? That is a really good question. Um, I think, okay, this is more for academic papers and journals, um, but there can be some publications that won't really pay, um, won't really pay the author the worth of their piece or the worth of their paper. Uh, hopefully this is like the minority of cases. Hopefully no one will be taken advantage of or essentially kind of scammed in this way. Um, but the publishing industry is very profitable. So of course you're going to find these kinds of publications. Um, on Publish Youth, we try our literal best to make sure that none of those opportunities are like that, um, but it can happen. So I feel like to get around that unethical practice, obviously that practice should likely go away. Um, but just for yourself as an author, what you can do is just really research places before you submit to them and hopefully you'll be okay. <laughs> That's some great advice, definitely. Um, be careful out there to my audience who are interested in publishing their work because, well, like I've seen as well, um, just going on the internet and scrolling through things, um, there's a lot of opportunities to publish your work, but some of them, you know, like an entire article that's like several pages long and it'll only pay you maybe like maximum $100, but then other sites it'll give you more money for the same amount of writing. Um, definitely make sure everybody do your research and it's great that you have a whole list or directory of credible sources so people can find publishing opportunities. Um, now does writing energize you or exhaust you? This is honestly like something I've thought about a lot. Um, I feel like mainly it energizes me. Otherwise, like, would you want to do something that is like constantly exhausting? Right. Um, I, yeah, but there can definitely like sometimes, I'd say it's the minority of cases where it can be a little exhausting, but that's mainly if I'm writing for let's say a certain deadline or forcing myself to write a certain piece that I might not be as passionate about. That can be a little exhausting. Um, but mainly when you take the time to just, when an idea pops into your head and you just start writing it, that can be so, so energizing and so nice. And also if you keep like a schedule for writing, I sometimes do that, especially during the school year, that can be so energizing. So most of the time I'd say it's pretty good. It makes me feel really great. Um, but if you're just trying to write for a specific deadline or forcing yourself, that can be exhausting. So if you're thinking to submit your work to places or to competitions, I'd say rather than thinking, okay, I have to write this for this competition or this opportunity, um, more so try and think like, okay, I have these pieces that I love and that I've looked over so many times that I think they're beautiful. How can I submit these to places that will really cherish them? So. That was an amazing response. Thank you so much for that. I know it can seem exhausting at times when it comes to like crunch time and making those deadlines submissions, all that stuff, but it's really rewarding in the end. Um, now, what do you think are some traps for aspiring writers out there? Ooh, okay. I think one of them would be over-critiquing your work. This can apply to like any part of your life, but <laughs> for writing specifically, just when you write a piece and then you look at it and you're like, oh, I don't think this is good, just immediately brushing it off like that is so bad. I feel like it hinders any kind of growth that you could have as a writer, any kind of kind of like experimentation and other styles and techniques. 
Like I generally do not write poetry because I thought, oh, I was so bad at this. I would over critique myself constantly. But then I just thought, okay, let me like sit back a bit and kind of keep the editor brain to the side, if that makes sense. And just write whatever I feel like. And that was so rewarding. And my poetry, honestly, which I haven't written that much, <laughs> but it really transformed. Like I changed as a writer a lot through that experiment experience. So I just say to young writers, don't over critique your work like that because it'll really just block you from really honing your craft and developing it. And then another thing I think would be not showing your work to anyone. And that kind of goes into over critiquing. I feel you feel like, oh, it's not worth it to show this piece. But if you have like just a few people that really care about you, have your best interests at heart, that you show your pieces to, to get feedback and to hear what they have to say, that is so, so good. Especially if you want to submit it somewhere. And keeping that feedback, of course, like valuing their perspective, but also not letting it kind of overtake your own thoughts about the piece. Because imagine you get a piece of feedback that you're not super happy with. Don't let that like make you feel so, oh, okay, I'm not even gonna work on this anymore. Because you can come with a piece that you feel, okay, this needs some work, but that's all. It just needs some work. That doesn't mean it's necessarily really, really bad because I doubt it is, right? Everything can, some amazing pieces can start out just kind of um, needing a bit more editing, needing a bit more improvement, needing a bit more uh, feedback from others. And that can turn into something so, so beautiful. And then finally, I think another thing for aspiring writers would, it kind of kind of goes in hand with all of these, not submitting your work anywhere after that. I feel like sometimes we can feel like, okay, this one isn't that good, or I'm gonna wait a little until it's really finalized. But is it ever really finalized? <laughs> Especially if you're an over critiquer. <laughs> sure, it, it never seems to be complete. Exactly. And so even if you feel like the piece okay, I don't know if this is my best piece in the world, which you still have so much time left. <laughs> don't worry, you're gonna write so many pieces. Um, even if you feel like that, just submit it somewhere and you never know what's gonna come out of that. Like the worst thing that can happen is that they can say no, but another place can say yes, and they might love it and just cherish it and everything like that. So I would say don't over critique your writing, make sure to show it to other people and also like submit, take a chance. There's nothing really harmful that can come out of it. Nothing but snaps for that, definitely. <laughs> My audience, please take notes and um, don't forget everything that she said because those three major points are definitely very relatable things like not submitting, not showing it to anybody, just keeping it to yourself or just not really taking it in for what it is and cherishing your own writing. Um, and appreciating what you have to offer the world, you've got to just put your best foot forward and see what happens because that's how people get discovered. So um, please, everybody, I encourage you just to submit, submit, submit anywhere, everywhere that you can. Now, um, here are some questions to sort of wrap up the interview that I ask all of my guests. What are three short-term or long-term goals that you have for yourself and your future? Ooh, okay. 
I think one of them is for Publish You because I started it so recently. I have like a lot of goals, hopefully. Hopefully it'll continue to grow. Hopefully people will honestly like find it really, really beneficial. And I just really want to hear hopefully from people that they've used the site to submit to places. And I'd love, love, love to see the result of that. If I could even just get one person um, to submit somewhere and then it turned out amazing for them, that would literally be golden. So that is definitely a goal that I have. And then another one, I do have a work in progress, which is a novel that I've been working on for a very long time because I've been a procrastinator on it. <laughs> and I've also been busy, but mainly procrastinating on it. I would love to see that published, hopefully. Um, I really do need to edit it though and add to it, but I would eventually love to see that published. And then, Finally, another long-term goal. I think just developing an even bigger writing community in general. I feel like I have one, but I would like it to be even larger. I would love to learn from a lot of those people. I would love to hopefully inspire a lot of young writers. Just that goal in general. I don't know when that ends, honestly. That could go on forever, um, but I would just love to see that. That's amazing. I wish you all the best on your novel that's so exciting because like I've written short stories and stuff I usually stick to poetry but I don't think I've ever like tried to write an entire novel so appreciate the commitment definitely I, I commend you for that um and yeah I do hope it gets published and then gets out there so all the best thank you um now apart from writing like what do you think makes you feel powerful Ooh. Ooh, okay. I think it would be listening to really good music is always one. <laughs> Just dancing around your room with like amazing music is perfect. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then I think also just like when I'm able to accomplish something that I didn't think would necessarily happening happen, that really makes me feel powerful and I feel like it would for a lot of people um but just when you kind of doubt yourself and don't think it's gonna work out but then it does and it even goes beyond what you had ever dreamed of that is such an amazing feeling so yeah mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to both of those things um but definitely like for the last one, I know like when it comes to writing and stuff and even like with the tracks that you were talking about from before, just submitting and then not really knowing what could come out of it, but then something huge happens and then, you know, people want to buy your stuff or they just love reading it. Um, definitely, I think it all ties in together beautifully. That was such a great interview. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It was awesome to have you. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast is literally amazing. Thank you so much, Ibala, for being such an amazing, wonderful, and really insightful guest. Be sure to check out the publishyouth.com site and take advantage of all of the incredible resources that they have available for you as young, emerging, or aspiring, practicing writers. They have competitions, publications, writing advice, and so much more. So please go and check it out, as well as their Instagram account, Publish Youth. And be sure to check out their account for other updates and writing tips and blog posts as well. On that note, 
Looks like you beat me to the punchline. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet, and thank you so much for tuning in to another great episode. This show is on so many different platforms, basically wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public. We're on 10 different platforms, and I'm so incredibly excited to see this platform continue to grow and deliver more content for the young and the young at heart every single week slash month slash year slash day whenever i decide to put out a new episode and whenever the time fits thank you so much for supporting and please continue to follow the instagram account at punchline podcast and the host instagram account at hannah flores the poet thank you so much for tuning in to this special episode just for my writing crew out there and make sure to tune in to the next episode of punchline with hannah flores the poet thank you so much for listening have a wonderful day